All right, guys. What's up? Welcome back to Average Takes. Welcome back. Trevor. This is Average Takes. I say this damn near every podcast. How are you doing? Because you don't (laughs) talk forever. I know the people came to listen to me, but I don't make them wait. All righty, then. I'll just move on, then. Because you're up to something. Always up to something. (laughs) Up to something season. Oh, you said that last time. That's why I brought it up. (laughs) All right, guys, we got you. It's rounding up in the end of May. There's been a lot of great baseball. I'm loving it. This is my favorite sport, so I absolutely Absolutely. love all the baseball being played and all the good baseball being played. So (laughs) wrapping up towards the end of the month. So let's get in our power rankings, and then we could throw you a couple maybe players of the month, you know, See how you're feeling on that? No, yes. Players of the month. Yeah, we could like predict our players of the month because we're wrapping up on May. It's May 25th as we're recording this. We could kind of guesstimate player of the month. There's only two players in my mind that. All right, so hold hold on. Do we want to do power rankings or player of the month first? Let's Um, do player of the month and Padres, and then power rankings. All right, guys, you heard it from Trevor. We'll go players of the month first. You want me to start because I kind of just threw this upon you guys? Yes. Go ahead. All right, well, my AL player of the month is obvious to me at this point. I think he's MVP. Say his name, please. Say his name. Aaron Judge, period. Uh, Aaron Judge is batting in the month, last 30 days, as of right now, Bat a 340 with 14 homers, 35 hits in 30 days, in t- 35 hits in 26 games for Aaron Judge. And wow. Close to half have been homers. He has 29 RBIs in the last 30 days in 26 games. So this man is absolutely the player of the month. And the Yankees need him to absolutely continue this tear because – they have a lot of guys on the injured list. A lot to start. We just saw John Carlos Stanton. I think DJ LeMahieu, Aaron, uh, Araldis Chapman. There's a lot of guys on that team that are on the injured list, and it's only going to be June. So I Aaron think Judge uh, is going to have to continue. I think Chapman is pulling one of your special. Uh, I'm hurt. But I need to fix my shit, IL stints. Fake IL stints. Yeah, I think I honestly think I don't think he's hurt. That ass, he's just been sucking, and they just want to figure something out. Uh, but I do do agree with you. With Aaron Judge is the AL Player of the Month. You said it. Half his hits have been home runs. This guy has been absolutely raking, and he's the reason why the Yankees are the best team, record wise, in Major League Baseball. Yes, they have had surprises from Nestor Cortez on the pitching side, but uh, hitting wise, he declined every offer from the Yankees this year on extension. He said, I'm going to bet on me and you're going to pay me $400 million because you're the New York Yankees. You're the big spenders of the whole league or someone else will. Yep. Or someone else will. Cause and- I heard today San Francisco giants are sniffing. They're asking well, how much it's going to take. Yeah, What's that number? 
Judge is a NorCal guy, if you didn't know. He went to Fresno State. Is from the Giants area. I, I'm guaranteed he grew up a Giants fan, so that makes a lot of sense why they're sniffing. Well, I've definitely seen a picture of him at like 16 with a Red Sox shirt on. I have seen that float the internet. He's 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 from he's from California. I saw I. I I don't know what else to tell you. I just tell you that I've I'm, seen with my own eyes. <laughs> let, me confirm, let me confirm. I think he's from Alameda, California. But let me confirm real quick. Okay, you could confirm that. Roman, do you have an AL player of the month? I hate that because mine was also Aaron Judge. He just looks like a man amongst boys out there. And that was mine. You guys already hyped him up. Um. I don't know where Linden, California is, but that's where Aaron Judge is from. <laughs> um, a close second, I would honestly give it to his teammate, Giancarlo. I know I said he just went into the IL, but Giancarlo, the last 30 days, has batted a 337, 27 RBIs, nine homers, but 31 base hits. And Giancarlo isn't really a base hits guy. He's, you know, it's like all power line drives. But a total of 31 hits, only two of them are doubles. It's weird because his – Leaving it up to judge to spank the homers. Yeah, his swing is not, like, built for home runs low-key. Yes, he does hit a lot of home runs, but he swings, like, level. Like, he just swings fucking level. He's obviously 6'7". And also, he he swings hard as shit. Yeah, he's a beast, so that's why he hits balls fucking far as shit. But his swing is made for, like, base hits, line drives. Don't get me wrong, he does hit the fucking bombs, but Judge's swing, if you take a look at both of them, Judge has the launch angle and obviously he's figured it out this year because he is crushing baseballs. Absolutely. All right. I started off with AL. Uh, Trevor, let's hear your NL player of the month. You really want me to say it? Well, if you don't say it, I'm gonna. <laughs> there's, only one, there's only one player in my mind. And he is the San Diego Padres third baseman, El Capitan, El Ministro de Defenso. MVP of the league. Manny Machado. He's hitting 363 over the last 30 games. And if you're a Padre watcher like we are, he is our whole team at the moment. If he doesn't produce, you see what type of runs the Padres score. Yeah, they have a losing um, record when he doesn't get a hit in the game. In a, in a game. Yeah, and then uh, this past weekend against the Giants, he put on an absolute show. An absolute show. It was very entertaining to watch. And surprising for me, he has seven stolen bases. For a guy who probably has below average speed, seven mm-hmm. stolen bases, and then putting up the numbers he's doing is unbelievable. I mean, unreal. he's a thick, he's a little thick boy. All right. I'm, I love Manny. I'm not no hate in the world. I'm not calling him fat, but he's got big legs. He's a big dude. He's tall, broad shoulders. He hits bombs. And like you said, Trevor, Manny with 39 hits in the last 30 games, this guy's crushing. He has five homers, but seven doubles and a triple 17 RBIs. Uh, you said 363. Mine stats are saying 375 in 27 games. I mean, holy cow. Holy he's, a- he's absolutely killing it. I have nothing else to say. His defense is also, by the way, if you don't watch Manny on a, any given night, he makes highlight plays every single night. You're, 
you're watching. Like, there is a Manny Machado highlight in every game you tune into. Just the way he makes a play, a barehanded. Today, he made a spinning off the ground, leading a double play. And it was just like, where did that ball go? And how did it get in Manny Machado's glove? He just has so much sauce when he plays, makes it look so easy out there that he's definitely number one third baseman. And he has an absolute cannon. Cannon, sidearm cannon, too. He comes from he'll down take here his, sometimes. He'll take his time. And just launches that sucker. Yeah, he'll people, take his time, gather himself, and then bam. And yeah. and people think, like, the arm angles, all the different arm angles he throws, like, oh, wow, this guy is just so good. But he practices those throws every mm-hmm. single day from wherever he's at on the field. Yeah. I saw there's a – play that he's made in, in Baltimore when he like kicked the ball up to him threw it like by the third base box it's going re-viral on TikTok I keep seeing it yeah it's it's Orioles versus Yankees he makes a play that the ball takes him out of bounds of uh, out of the third baseline and he's falling away from the third base away from first base and still gets a guy out when he's like seven feet away from the base like he no, makes he an absolute like 120 foot or 120 feet yard i don't know what how the baseball diamond is feet is it feet yeah. okay just lasers across like absolutely no and what's even more Hammers impressive it. is every play looks so easy to this guy oh yeah every play where there's coming in on the run one hop luckily eric Hosmer has been a pretty decent defensive first baseman for him so when it balls in the dirt it's pretty it's scooped but Manny rarely throws a ball in the dirt everything is right right at your chest which is that's even more crazy in my opinion that he is so good at just pinpoint accuracy Manny Machado makes first baseman better plain out and simple he makes the play easy the ball is there yeah and I'd say 80% of the time, like you said, it's at the chest. It's just a routine. And we, we have seen Hosmer not stretch for, with the right foot on the base for some reason. So Go if anything, anything to make his job easier, we will obviously accept it. But Manny Machado is my oh, NL yeah. player of the month. I mean. Guy is on a tear. He is, he is the front runner for NL MVP at the moment. Um. Sorry, sorry to the the fans that listened to us preseason. None of us had him winning an MVP. Sucks. We didn't want to be too biased, but we we all saw this coming. Come on, we all saw this coming. I mean, we if you go back and watch podcasts, there is footage of us saying if the Padres are good, it's because of Manny Machado is having an MVP year. And yeah. at any point in all, this is not a surprise. Like we fully understood Manny Machado would be doing exactly what he's doing. He's the best player in the National League, like, so far this season. He is the best player. He's only one of five players to have an 1,000 OPS. Four of them are in the AL. It's Manny Machado, Bryce Harper. And Manny Machado's numbers blow Bryce Harper's out of the water. And the fact that he's doing this all in Petco Park, which is considered a pitcher's park. Even though we're in San Diego, we have this weird marine layer, which does knock the ball down here and there. 
Um, it's just where we're located in San Diego, downtown by the bay. It just happens. Night games are a little bit harder to hit bombs. This man just continue. He doesn't need to hit bombs. He's hitting doubles. He's in gappers. He's clutching up base hits. He's finding whatever way it's possible to get this shit done. And I love it. I get to see him every day. He, That's also one of the unsung things about him is he's out there every day. Yeah, I mean, to start Manny Machado's career, he was obviously one of the best players right out the get. But he had a lot of knee injuries. Like, this is something that people forget because he's played in almost every game for, like, the past five years. So people forget that for a while, at the beginning of Manny's career, he had a a knee problem. He had surgery, I think, twice on his knees. I mean, he had a real problem for the Orioles. And for Padre fans, it's it's beautiful to watch him play because he's out there every night. Now with the DH, he's probably going to play in 160 games. I think that's why he makes it look so easy because he doesn't miss games. He's playing day in, day out. He really does this. Two knee surgeries, still in seven bags. I mean, come on now. Guy's a stud. Yeah, Manny Machado is absolutely a stud. He's worth every penny the Padres have played. And I He's saw underpaid. This, He's underpaid. I, I, I agree. I saw this video go out on TikTok, and it was talking about your team's best free agent signing. And I was like, man, the Padres going back. It's going to have to be Manny. To this point in the future, Manny Machado is going to be the best free agent signing this team's ever had. I know this team has a long history, and there's been a lot of players on this team. But Manny Machado, I think at the end of the day, he's going to go into the Hall of Fame, and it's going to be in the brown and yellow yeah, because of what what he forecomes. Because right now he's the MVP of the league, and if he continues this with Tatis back and this team goes on to bigger and better things – it's over. It's going to be because of Manny Machado and his leadership and the way he plays baseball day in and day out. The game is too easy for this guy. There's not an at-bat where he does not look like he's absolutely ready at every point. Like, yeah, he, he might swing at the slider because you have a great pitch. Slider away, you have an awesome pitch. And he'll, he'll even give you the head nod. He'll give you the nod going, hey, respect, man. That pitch was dirty. You got me but you're not going to beat him on too many pitches. Maybe two out of 10, but other than that, those eight times it's deep fly ball. Back, 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 back. (laughs) I love that guy. I love I did see a TikTok though. It pissed me off hard. This guy's all like, does this team have a current hall of famer now? Padres pop up. He says, no. Uh, at the moment, I do think Manny Machado is an MVP. Even if he retired today, I still – or not MVP, Hall of Famer. I still think his numbers are good enough because how the Hall of Fame works is they take a stretch of, like, seven years, your peak years. If you were top player in those seven years, blah, 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 you're going to make the Hall of Fame. I do personally think he is one of the best third basemen to ever play this game. Um and it's just great because I get to see him play every single day. Every day that Padres have a game, he's playing. He's going to do something special. He surprises me all the time. When he steals a base, he'll crank a bomb, like a nuke, like 440. Like he can, he has that power too. Oh, yeah. And that's just, 
when Tatis comes back, it's going to be scary for the rest of the league because, oh, you want to walk Machado? Now you got to face young stud. FTJ. <laughs> That's a fire awesome. NL of the month. Um, mine is on the same team, but we kind of expected that out of Machado, and I feel like this player, we kind of didn't expect it. We kind of hoped for it. Um, Eric Hosmer is my NL player of the month. His last 30 games, he's had 34 hits, four home runs, 19 RBIs, batting a 301. I mean, guy's killing it. Not playing the best defense, but he's getting the job done. Hmm. Um, I, this, no that's my NL month. player of the month, Eric Hosmer. Wow. I do love that. I love it. Haas <laughs> <laughs> is absolutely having a, a great year, and it's definitely opposite of what the entire league thought was going to happen. No one in the right mind would say, hey, Eric Hosmer is going to have an all-star type season right off whoa, the Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Nobody you listen to this podcast, then you will find out. Yeah, because now, we're I'm not the, in the right mind. We're average. average I'm the crazy. For a reason. I'm the crazy motherfucker who, here, who projected yes. that. Yes, you're the outlier in this one. Thank God. Love, love Haas. Continue the rake. <laughs> Got off to a hot start. Slowed down a little bit, but I mean his numbers average out to top tier first baseman. Oh yeah. You know the mm-hmm. swing change helped a lot. We talked about it on a past podcast. Swing. He dropped his hands a little bit. It's helping him get through the ball more. Base hits, not just ground balls because of how loopy a swing is. If you're late, you're on top of it. You're early, it's pop-up. Like So it's not as loopy anymore. It's straight through the ball, and you love to see it. He's he's having a great year so far. And for all the Hosmer haters, he's going to be an all-star. Absolutely. Get it right. Absolutely. It's going to be an all-star. He might even be the starting, all, the starting first baseman for the NL at this point of the year. Well, you're going to have the fucking – all those haters, they're going to vote fucking Paul Goldschmidt. True. True. That's, I've been getting beefs in these TikTok comments. I don't care anymore. I'm saying – I'm putting out on the line Hosmer's best first baseman in the NL, and all I get all these fucking Cardinals fans in my fucking mentions. Paul Goldschmidt, Paul Goldschmidt. I don't care. No I shot. mean, Paul Goldschmidt, yeah, and then you could even throw C.J. Crone in there. C.J. Crone's having a great year as well. His numbers are inflated. It, very inflated, but like you said, Aaron Judge, 30 seconds ago, maybe <laughs> seven minutes ago at this one in the podcast, he said Aaron Judge doesn't matter. C.J. Crone doesn't matter. Not inflated. Doesn't matter his environment that he plays in. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I would love. <laughs> I'm right. I would Thank love you. to see judges' numbers That's in Coors Field. Just letting you know. I would, I would love to see that. I would love to. And I thought we were going to see something like that with Chris Bryant, but he's played in two games, two aisle stints as well. So yeah, he's. Oh, I did, we I talked think, about. This. I think Prayers we called that. that. I, think I think we, we called, called it. He's taking a vacation. It's a guy, great part of Colorado right now. It's a great time of the year. Absolutely. Guy is. All about the money. He does not care about winning. And what does he do? IL stints. He doesn't Two care. He doesn't care. He's on the beach sunglasses. Two on. games. The beach. Two IL stints. He's beach, on the mountains. Sorry. On the mountains. Sunglasses yeah. on. Country road. He's at the top of whatever hey, fucking you know, mountains are in Denver. To the play. John Denver. Yeah, isn't that? No. <laughs> I'm not connecting any dots there. Right. No. <laughs> Never mind. 
All right, let's get into some Padres talk because I wanted to talk. I mean, I was out of town Sunday, so we didn't really get to talk after the Padres swept the Giants. So we had a goal. There was 15 playoff teams in 21 days. Padres have done damn well. Absolutely. Since damn we well. talked about that, I, I can't give you the exact exact date we brought that up. But we went on the road versus Atlanta. We took the series 2-1. Was on the road in Philly, took the series 2-1. Was on the road in San Fran, took the series 3-0. So that's 7-2 road trip. We're home, and the Padres lose the series after they take the first game. So right now, since we talked about that playoff team's we're eight and four. Yep. That's, love it. Absolutely. That, that's love it. that. I mean, we talked about we wanted 25 and 40. Yeah, 25 and 40. Right now we're eight out of 12. On pace. We're on a good pace. We're on a good pace right now, you know. And then this weekend we take on the Pirates. So that was the three, some of the three games that were not versus playoff teams, obviously. Yeah. Padres get an off day Thursday, the day that you're listening to this podcast. We have to sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates. So I know the Padres suck at home. Right now, the Padres have a 5.35, I think, on the road ERA or like runs. And then like 2.35 at home. So it's it's a three-run difference when we're playing at home. Yeah. Shani, you said the marine layer. It's affecting big time. Yeah, we just aren't hitting enough home runs. We're not producing enough runs. The the approaches for some of these players at the moment are not good at all. I think they're getting confused, not necessarily confused, but like Jake the Rake, he's being way too aggressive. And then we have some guys who aren't being aggressive enough. They're just watching pitches. Um Lavoie's still swinging from the fences every single pitch. Yeah, but that's kind of that's his thing, low key. He just that's all he's gonna do is home run or strikeout. That's the league we're in. That's kind of the type of player he's always been. Uh, he definitely needs to hit more home runs so this team can start uh, winning a lot more of these games. Because when we lose games by one run and we only score one run, uh, we're literally a home run away. We're one pitch away from tying the game or even winning the game, and these guys just. It's not connecting right now, so it's a little tough, but it's a long season. We, I honestly don't think we have – like our lineup hasn't even clicked yet. So it's clicked in a couple of games. Uh, Sunday against the Giants, we beat them 10-1. to 1. Oh, we didn't beat them. We whooped their ass 10-1. to 1. Their ass. <laughs> them. The, the Giants who won 109 games last year, fluke – that is the most fluke team I've ever seen in my life I'm pretty sure one of us said Brandon Crawford was going to be the NL worst player blah 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 like from last year to this year we're on track with that because that guy is never going to hit 330 a day in his life ever again he's never going to hit 30 bombs ever again uh this this weekend the Giants Jock Jock is carrying in them they pretty, almost got smoked by the pretty studly too. but I think it's also yeah. from the Padres embarrassed them, so they had to do something. Um, 
And I'm not saying they're a bad team, but they're a fluke team. They're they're never gonna be what they were before. Buster, no Buster Posey. Just there's a lot of guys who had the best years of their career last year, who are absolutely terrible this year. Darren Ruff, <laughs> Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford. Okay, hold on. I I let you go on a rant for a while, but then all of a sudden you just you're talking down on the Giants one. Yeah, fuck We're them. talking about the Padres. The Padres. Like you said, what the Giants asked Sunday, they swept them. We gave them a great 3-0 sweep. But Manny Machado absolutely was on fire Sunday. Manny had three doubles, a triple, had a ton of RBIs. He absolutely was the best player on the field Sunday. Absolutely. Padres finished a long road um, stint. long road stint without their manager as well. Bob Melvin came back versus the Giants and we we swept them. But now we come home, we face the Brewers, have three game stretch on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon versus the Brewers. Grind. Those are grind games. So we Those only are grind scored games. five runs, which is fucking grind games. Yeah, I, think, I think all that matters is we win series. We won three out of those four series that were mentioned, and I think we're playing great baseball right now. We don't have our our lineup isn't um, all the way to its potential, like you said, Shenny. And yeah, us winning right. series right now is all that matters. You're right. I, it could be worse. We could matters. be in how it was last. It definitely year. could be worse because this right now this team. Has great pitching, great defense. I mean, yeah. I know that leads to a lot of boring baseball for fans, yeah. but it's early. The Not everything can be perfect. We're oh. playing good right now. Can't yes, can't argue. And one thing I just want to mention: when Joe Musgrove goes on the mound, I have a hundred percent confidence that we are going to win that game. Every time he's on the mound, he's been going seven innings. In my mind, I may be biased, but he is my front runner for NL Cy Young at the moment. He's had he's leads the league in quality starts. He leads the league in wins. I think. I think Padres are eight and zero when he starts. I think he only he's like four and zero, five and zero. He's five and zero at the moment. Under two ERA. Yeah. Um, it, it's either him or Pablo Lopez at this point. Yeah, I, um, I'm gonna shout out Pablo because Pablo whooped our ass when they came in. When I was at that game. Um, but the Padres' offense is a problem. You know, they're getting wins. They're a game and a half behind the Dodgers, who have been playing some pretty good baseball in the last 10 days or 10 games. They're eight and two. Padres are seven and three. So these two games that we lose, we've we already like kind of back. I think we were them. tired. I honestly think we were just a little tired. It's no yes. excuse to score one run, but at the same time. We can't expect them like go out there and score 10, 8 runs. And I'm looking at the schedule low-key, and I just don't think this team's just a weekday team. Our lowest runs come on the weekdays. On the weekends, we seems like something turns up and we're raking. Um, I expect that this this whole weekend. We got uh, the great part of our rotation going against one of the worst teams in the National League, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Saturday night is a revenge game for No-No Joe against his former team. Oh, and I, I'm excited for that. But I want to talk a little bit more on the offense before I get into the next series. Yeah, go ahead. If you go look at the Padres team stats right now, go open your phone and we'll be at click Padres stats. If you go look at the first 12 
They're all Manny Machado. All Manny Machado. I saw that earlier. Yeah. They're all Manny Machado. Average home run. Right behind that is Eric Hosmer. But there is a huge fucking gap, a hundred point gap between the second best hitter on our team and the third. Right now, there is a huge hitting problem for the Padres because it goes Manny's batting 361, 1,000 OPS. Eric Hosmer, 325, 850 OPS. Then it goes number three, Jake Cronenworth, who was like a quarter of our team's offense last year. He's batting a 211 right now, 663 OPS. That's worse than Profar. Hey, Profar's last seven games have been – he's been on fire. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Jake, if you told me that Jake the Rake would be hitting worse than Profar two months into the year, I'd be saying the Padres are probably 10 and 25. Yep. No, I 100% agree. Um it's it's going to be t- it's it's tough looking it's at tough. that stuff but if you also look at it the last like 10 games or whatnot are like last whatever we've been talking about games last couple series well myers came back and he's been on fire profar has been on fire yep like the last couple of games those guys have stepped up huge so that's helped but we need guys to get into rhythm. I need a I need a Voight to get hot. I need a Nola to just start raking or something. We are missing one more piece. I understand. It sucks. That, He's on the IL at the moment. It does I, suck. I hate to tell Padre fans, but we are at least one full month before we even think of we should even think about Tatis. Yeah, he hasn't even picked we, up a bat yet. Yes, we have to. Score with this team. We have to figure out how to score with this team until Tatis gets back. One more month of games. Yeah, We've but shown we I'm, can do it. We're scoring mainly, ten runs, eight runs, like every other game. And I'm mainly just, saying you know, it to the people who want to trade for like a bat. Like we have. A I don't bat. think. I don't think they're they will make a trade until the deadline. We just need to all get hot at once. We I have agree. One player, two players getting hot. The next we month, need the whole nine. To get the hot. next month of games, we have Cardinals, Brewers again. In Brewers this time, Mets, Rockies, Cubs, Rockies, Arizona, Philly, Arizona, and then July starts with Dodgers. So this month is another not necessarily tough month. It's a decent month that I think the Padres have to continue to dominate because we've had, it seems like a couple of, easy months yeah we were in the middle of a, a nice difficult stretch you know 15 and 21 that i've been talking about the last two podcasts but you have a month it's not that big of the de- of a deal you have to continue to rake and i mean we got bd on the, on his way back i don't know what you want to do with that who matt Beatty. where does he fit on this team Cut him. He just, he just did. He's in the middle of a rehab. Cut him. Cut him. <laughs> There's no room for him. He's sucked every every game. He's he's given an opportunity, and then we are forgetting about who uh, Robinson Cano, who's been getting way more reps than I expected. Thank you for bringing this up because I agree with you. Robinson Cano has played in more games than I ever thought he would to start off. And 
he's he's actually played in more than half the games he's been as a Padre. And like I'm just waiting for that sweet swing home run that those no doubters that he's hitting. It's there's no power behind his bat. He's hitting ground balls. It's it's, it's weird. It there is nothing there. Like I understand what the Mets saw. They're eating forty There's million. Nothing. They're eating forty million for a reason. <laughs> Robinson Cano's bat is dead. I'm waiting for him to break that bat and then come back with a new one, and then be like, "Oh, that makes sense. The bat fucking sucks." And it's it's crazy because we saw it last year, but Fernando Tatis does hold so much energy and so much of our offense. He just makes everybody around him better. So before he's I start- the reason Robinson was was signed. I, I yeah. will play. I will put that blatant. No, he was. And before I kind of just start like dogging the offense and stuff, I want to see us at full potential. Like, I know it's going to take a while, at least one more month. But once we get there, we got it in us. Fernando all, starts clicking. All, all I know is Robinson Cano has three hits in twenty-three at bats, and he's getting starts over Luke Voigt. Um. Has Luke Voigt been any better? <laughs> Luke Voigt's batting a 200 as a couple dingers. I can, There's potential in Luke Voigt's bat is the difference. He's hit a home run in one game all year. Okay, but there, so Robinson Cano hasn't touched a ball yet that I thought was going to be anything. No, I, I agree with that, but Boy that has is more, more matchups. That is more matchup-based why we're, why we're playing Cano than why we're playing Voigt. There, there is no point that Luke Voigt should not be in our lineup most of the time, especially when he needs to get into a rhythm. I totally disagree that Robinson Cano should be starting more than 50% of the games he's played. I thought when we signed him, he was going to be a bat, just a great a veteran to give high fives, pump guys up. We're giving him more opportunities than I would have ever expected. Yeah, but at the same time, he does bring a little bit of flexibility on the defensive wise where he's been making decent plays at second. I don't know about that. He's been making the average play. You can give Hosmer a day off, put Crony at first. You can give Crony a day off. That's the flexibility. There's a lot more like that Bob Melvin thinks about than just like the matchup, you know? I just I don't get it, man. I think Voight should get those at bats. He needs to turn around. He it's, can hit. It's just it's he can, but it's frustrating when he doesn't. And he, he's hit one like he hit two home runs in that one game, which was obviously sick as fuck. But then since then, it's been tough. And yes, maybe we did expect that home run or nothing. But at the same time, the home runs aren't coming as often as we would like. Luke Voigt has as much doubles as Robinson Cano has hit. So I don't want to hear that Luke shouldn't be in the lineup. I'm not saying he shouldn't be in the lineup, but you have to earn your you have to earn your way. I mean, I agree with that. And I would say he has much rather earned his way than Robinson Cano to this point. If you're going to start Robinson Cano because he's a veteran and whatnot, then I'm going to wrap up wrap up on this year. Because if Robinson Cano is going to start over 100 games for this team at some point, I will probably cry. I don't think I don't think he'll get to 100. How many games do you expect for Robinson Cano to be in? 80. Half. Half the year. 80. Okay. 80 games is... More than half the games, more than half that he'll be a Padre. 
we signed him when we were like 25 games in. So okay, 80 then, is then 73. So you're saying exactly like half. I, I think he's going to start half. He's going to get half the appearances. Then we're going to continue to score one run because that guy has nothing behind his back. The Mets I mean, were right for yes. I mean, we signed him because Fernando Tatis and him are very close. We signed him for nothing, though. It's a, it's a win-win. We don't, we don't no, lose anything it, over it. It's a lose-lose when we don't score and we don't get oh, hits. No. And Robinson Cano comes up and goes over on the day with four ground outs. It's, that it's is a lose-lose, Trevor. It's not just Robinson Cano. It's Austin Nola, Trent Grisham, Jay Cronenworth. There's a multiple guys who are Okay, but there sucking. are... There are better options, I'm trying to say, than throwing Robinson Cano out there every day. That's what I'm. Um, that, that's the point I'm bringing up right now. I understand that, but I hate when Ozakar plays. I don't think Ozakar is an offensive threat at all. I think Ozekar he's automatic out. It's probably been better than Grisham this year. He probably has, but he has less at bat, so his average is obviously going to be a little better. So the average games he's played, he's probably been better. Ozakar's batting 240. <laughs> in 20 games 30 30 <laughs> we have we have like Grisham's only played 43 yeah because Grisham hasn't he hasn't hit so obviously they need to find offense somewhere else Ozakar has I mean he's done his job we're not expecting anything out of him and he's obviously done more than what we are expecting but at the same time our studs aren't doing shit Ozakar is batting 240. Grisham is batting a 157 at this exact moment. 157? Jesus yes. Christ. Grisham has been awful. <laughs> I mean, I understand why these guys are getting reps as an Ozakar. I don't understand the Robinson Cano. I don't know either. Not, when not we, in when, the clubhouse. <laughs> when, we, when we have Robinson Cano start at DH... Like, it doesn't make any – I'd rather a Luis Camposano be our DH that day. Oh, no, no. No shot. Jorge Alfaro or something like that. Maybe Jorge Alfaro. No, I do not want camp anywhere near have one, the MLB. You can't have one catcher in your – No, you can't have two catchers in your lineup. Yeah, no, like zero on the bench is what I was trying to say. No, nope. Yeah. Because that's what that would lead to. But uh, whatchamacallit, Alfaro can play multiple positions. I know he's a catcher, and that's where we're going to keep him, but – He can play first. He had his he moment. Played the outfield. Yeah, he, he had his moment with on Mother's outfield? Day. Yeah, he's a, he he could play he left. Play the outfield. Well, wow. I'm sure he could, if you can play the outfield, you, if you can play one position, you could pretty much play anywhere. Yeah, unless you're. Unless I don't want to see Alfaro in center. Oh, he's fast though, low key. <laughs> I don't want to see Alfaro. Low key has wheels. <laughs> no, I don't know. We just need a little bit more production out of the main core of our lineup because at the moment, if you walk Hosmer and you walk Machado, you could probably beat us every single time you walk right both now. of those guys, right you walk now, both yeah. of them four at bats every day. You could probably beat us. Yeah, I agree. But at this, like, it's such to say that because we went eight and four over this road trip, but I'm or over the last because I don't think teams, I don't think teams like will do that. That's kind of a dumb thing putting oh, two I mean, guys on base because they hit back to back. It's Bob. Bob's done a great job of constructing the lineup. I've said it before. I Ryan think Christensen also because I love Manny Machado in the Bob. two hole, and I, and I love having Hosmer and him back to back. But uh, when Profar is raking, 
I'm not mad with profile in between because you got to pick and choose who you want to pitch to. I don't like the crone that lead off right now. Crone, he's he's not. I like kind of like Grisham at nine though. I like Machado leading off. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Yes. Wait a second. Wait. Huh? Yes. Yeah, we're want, at the point of the podcast where you lost me right there. You want your best players getting the most at bats, correct? He's in the two spot. That's fine. You also want your best player to get at bats when guys are on base. Because solo shots obviously don't win games when we're losing 2 1, 4 1. I don't want many at the leadoff spot. That's just ridiculous. But if Crone is not getting on base, it's the same shit. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather there be an opportunity. I mean, what's different between one and two, honestly, if you're going to say same shit? There's not much of a difference. It's it's who, if if you get the first out of the inning, then you got to face the second guy. If you don't get the first out, then Manny becomes a threat, obviously, because there's a runner on base. So in, it's, a, it's an advantage for us, but it's a disadvantage if Crony doesn't get on base, which... He hasn't been doing much of. I think this is the, and I think I said this last year about Cornworth. I like him in spots where he can hide. Cornworth, to me, is one of those guys who's just a low-key, comes-up, base-hit type guy. I don't want him the very beginning of the game. To me, the best leadoff hitter on our team would probably be Profar. Because he's the one who sees, I think, the absolute most pitches on this team, other than Manny, because he gets walked so much. I mean, ideally, personally, I would love Grisham at leadoff. But I know that won't happen because he's hitting uh, 150. And, I mean, prior events, yeah. Like last year, I pushed for Grisham every day leadoff. If we can get him hitting it good enough to be leadoff, that's where I think this team is best at. Because then you move Cronenberg down to maybe the five hole where he sees a little bit more fastballs because... And he uh, could split Will and Voight up. I would love that. That's So it's the the production that we're getting out of our other dudes causes, like, defectiveness between, like, our studs. Yeah, but I just think... I, I just don't... I don't like Cronenworth in the one hole. I'd rather him be in the three hole than the one hole. Well, they, the Potters have to just look at what pitch does he hit the best? If you need to move him down so he sees more fastballs, then you may have to do that. But right now we're in a spot where we really don't have a leadoff hitter. Obviously, I, I like I do agree with you with Profar leading off. We can do Profar, Manny, uh, Hosmer, and then Jake maybe in the four hole. But Jake's going to see a lot more off speed hitting four than he would bat in leadoff. You know what would kind of throw everyone for loop is try Will at leadoff for a couple of days. Yeah, maybe. I mean, just throw – if I'm Bob I versus the Pirates, I experiment. I'm trying totally different than what we just went through last series because we saw a lot of Crone at leadoff, and I just don't – I don't see – like working. I like Cronenworth in a spot where he could hide where you go – Cronenworth is up right now. Jake's up in this spot with two guys on. Like I, I'd like those better for him. Like some people don't like the, just don't fit in the leadoff. Like I was saying a couple months ago, where does Tatis fit on this team? I think leadoff. 
because yeah, he's some people really have nerves when they're in the batter's box, and I feel like Fernando just walks up and it's him in the pitcher. But if it's a first pitch fastball, he's gonna hit it. He's done. gonna. He doesn't it. have a problem hitting fastballs. Jake Cronin would probably watch every single first pitch. I, Jake I, is I, is trying to get on base. Yeah, I definitely exactly. agree with that. I mean, when I was playing, I loved hitting in the two hole. I would hit the three hole and the four hole, and when you even that big of a difference, you see a lot more off speed hitting three or four than you would at the two hole or even lead off. I like to hit fastballs. So that's why I like hitting two because I saw a lot more fastballs. I moved down to three and four. I got a lot more off speed. I was a little bit more patient hitting, but that was me in high school. These guys are obviously in the pros. They should be able to hit any pitch anytime, but I don't know. It does matter though. It does affect like the way guys are comfortable, comfortability wise. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do need to move Jake down because he's not comfortable leading off. Leading off is one of the hardest parts just because you, the leadoff hitter is supposed to see what, like let the pitcher throw his kitchen sink. Let's see what he has today. And if he's, if he's not hitting the fastball or he's like not working counts, it's going to be hard. I agree. All right. Um, that has been basically all the what I want to talk about about the Padres. I mean, pitching's continue to dominate. Rogers continue to dominate. I mean, the bullpen is shaky, but it's shaky in the games that are close. And oh my gosh, I hate Stammen and Suarez right now. I hate them. Stammen is is my arch nemesis. And then like, Luis Garcia is the sketchiest guy on our pen. In the eighth inning, I hate him in the eighth inning. But I'm really it's excited. What we have right now is what. Yes, it's only it's what we have. It's we have to work have, with it. What we have right now, but the Padres have a lot of guys rehabbing right now. Maury Hone is rehabbing to come back, and he's pumping 97 and 99 right now. So wait, wait, if, wait. yes, he's he, hasn't he been out for like a year and a half, like two years almost. No, it was the very beginning of last year. It was like his second start last year. Damn, bro. I haven't heard his name in so long. It feels like so long because it was literally like, I swear it was two starts last year. And then yeah, he was gone. When you mentioned that Pomerantz is, uh, he's on Pomerantz, his rehab stints. He threw a bullpen Sunday. Yeah. My, my initial reaction to you was, we're going to be impossible to, to beat when we got our starters going seven innings, Pomerantz eight, Taylor Rogers nine. That's a great recipe for success. Especially when the piggyback works so well. Oh my like gosh. the piggyback worked incredibly well for those couple of starts. I know we lost Clev for the IL for they said minimal days. They said it was just a like a fake rehab start almost. He needed he was tired. They but said why, why put him was, on the 15? Um to get a full it's a couple starts it's three starts off or whatnot i mean yeah i i can see it he's he hasn't pitched full like full throttle in probably two years and it, he's coming off of his best start that i've seen in a padres uni he went five dominant innings yeah one hit and then gore went in and just fucking shoved it up their ass <laughs> that was unfair <laughs> loved it loved that I, I, I love that and so the the piggyback worked and i'm ready to see this team in a month. I hope it's sooner than that because I think yeah. Palm could come back 
June 6th or 7th. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking on the pitching, I think I enjoy seeing Nick Martinez come out of the bullpen more than I do like him starting. I agree. I think he's going to be what every team needs, and that is a dominant guy who could go three innings in a game. Multiple innings. So if a yeah. pitcher goes four and a half, five, like yesterday – I was at the Padres game for the Blake Snell start. As soon as he started losing velocity, he was hit because he started the game 97, 96, 96, middle of fourth, beginning of fifth, 93, 94. So I was like, oh shit. I noticed that and went, that's key number one. I, he's starting to get tired. And I, yeah, and I and I hate to say it, but I think he's really good for 80 pitches. The last 20 have always been his rough. Have always that's how it was on the Rays. The Rays really only use him five innings. And luckily the Rays have had a solid bullpen the last three, four years. So they 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 obviously like enjoyed or benefited from that. They, but, yeah, they use that to their advantage. Bob Melvin and works our starters so much and so long. Like even if they get a, them. yeah, even if they get in a, a jam, they're getting he's gonna put them in. Like today we saw you Darvish second and third, one out, or maybe it was, it was no outs, left him in. He was at 103 pitches when Bob Melvin first went out to a visit. Got a pot fly, got an out, took him out. But at the same time. Blake Snell has solid for 80 pitches. The last 20, 25 that he gets, that's when he needs to either figure it out or be more efficient where you don't need to throw 80 pitches in five innings. If you can throw 80 and six, that's we'll take that. And I, I, I do think Martinez should slot into that. Every couple days could go a couple of innings. Like every three days goes three innings. Yeah, and if if we can keep Snell under 100 pitches, I think that's ideal for us because then we can go Martinez after him and boom, and Martinez goes two innings and then you got Pomeranz for the eighth and whatchamacallit, Taylor Rogers for the ninth. And, and speaking of that, the 15th day for Clev, I think that sets up to where you could pull him back and set it up to where it's perfect that Martinez goes – for Clev and Snell, and you separate them in the starts, and then you just go, hey, you're going to be used a lot in these three-inning shorts. So this is going to be your role. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, I think he needs to, like, own that role um, on this team just because if if he wants to pitch, like, that's going to be what he has to do, piggyback someone. If you can throw three innings every every other day, maybe every other two days, that is fire. I would love that. And he's love it. And all year he's been in jams, getting out of jams. So like he knows how to pitch with runners on base. I don't want to see him come in with like a base loaded jam, like stuff like that. No, it needs to be clean. That's what the other yeah. relievers are for to get out of the jams. Yeah, he needs to start inning fresh. Um one last thing I wanted to touch on. I brought up Morihon. But you, you got more guys. I talk about um, Castillo a lot. Left out of the pen we haven't seen in a couple of years. He's been dominant in the minors. Um, and then you had Michael Baez. He's been making a couple of rehab starts in AAA as well. So you we have a couple of guys who are ready to fill this pen. Some young studs who haven't pitched in a while who are ready to just carve. So, hey, sooner or later, we're going to be getting rid of the – the Stammons, the Tim Hills, 
those guys are going to end up not being on this team. I don't think for very much longer because we have younger options who could do just the same. I think Stamen and Tim Hill earned their way on this team because of the spider tech. I mean, Stamen was at his best for one year uh, and it was like the midst of a spider tech whole controversy. Tim Hill, same thing. 2020 was electric in situations. All of a sudden, Tim Hill came in, was coming in, pumping cheese, would throw his sidearm, and it would seem like it rised, like it just looked electric. Those days are gone. Salmon yeah. and Hill are pumping mid to lower 90s fastball, 92, 93. I think Hill's even lower than that, like 80. Salmon relies on the movement and stuff, and obviously the spider tack helps with the movement. So I can see where that comes in. Stamen's numbers low-key aren't uh, that bad this year, but if you watch him pitch, it's it's scary every time, I swear. he His home runs per nine have to be top of the league. It seems like every hit he gives up are bombs. Maybe that's why I don't like him that much, but whatever. We have to deal with what we got right now. We're continuing to win games. Not going to down too much on it, but I have to get it out there that this is what's going on. I agree with you. And we're talking about Salmon. I mean, his numbers up front are half. They're not that bad. Yeah, they're not that bad. But when you watch him pitch, there's something weird about him where you're like, fuck, he's going to blow the game. Or maybe it's because we've seen him blow like three or four games this year. But and then the other games that he does good in, we just don't talk about. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But the one, the one relief pitcher who I want to just shine a light on for Padres is Nabil Crisman. We weren't the biggest fans of him. We were like, "Who is this guy?" He made the team last year out of nowhere. I don't know where it was. Just like a spring training invited last year, made the team, and he always gets brought in to do dirty work. It's always the Padres are down. By six, down by four, Nabil's in. Oh, pitcher's leaving the game early. Time for Nabil. Nabil has been awesome this year. 21.2 innings, so 22 innings, 1.25. Damn. Straight up, Chez, dude. Fuzz. Yeah. Usually when he stepped on the mound, like last year, the year before, it's a little nerve-wrecking. Don't really know what's coming, but this year I feel like my confidence has been a little up. Like, and the Bills in, all right, let's get it. I think his confidence is up too because his pitches yeah. are a little bit harder this year, a little bit faster. Yeah. So I think he has settled into his role on this team, and obviously he he's a favorite in the clubhouse because I see guys post him left and right. Popo had him on a story today because Tatis's glasses giveaway. And like I mean, I just see him as a fan favorite, and, or I think it was just a start, fan favorite. But I think it was the start that he did for Snell was what boosted that confidence because he came in wasn't really expecting to be a starter that day. Yeah, he when he killed it, I mean, he pitched pretty well. I and, think I remember when he's all like, "Oh, they let me know three minutes before the game started." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, versus so that definitely got Snell. his nerves going, and so when you do well in those type of situations, it definitely boosts your confidence. But yeah, confidence is a is a major key in this sport. If you don't have any confidence, you'll never you're not going to succeed no matter what. Absolutely. You never. have the confidence that you're going to be that dude. Usually, you're that dude. Got to have a short term memory and have 
confidence for sure. And I think that's why Manny is doing so well. Yeah. He thinks he's the best player in the league and he's playing like it. Absolutely. All right. That's enough on the pods. Let's get into our power rankings. All right. We're... <laughs> All right. Power rankings. Um, this is basically for the month of May. I know we're doing this a little early. Okay. Stepping in this too a little early, but power rankings. Roman, do you want to start off on your 10th? Number 10 power rankings of May. I'm going to go St. Louis Cardinals. Paul Goldschmidt, heating up, said his name earlier on the podcast. I mean, this team has a lot of hot and cold streaks. The hitters do well. Pitchers do bad. Pitchers do well. Hitters do bad. But, I mean, altogether, this team is 20 and 17, right out under the Milwaukee Brewers in first. They're at my number 10. Nice. Nice. I mean, Cardinals just missed my list. Cardinals are playing pretty good baseball. You got the freaking baby Twin Towers over there. I won't say Twin Towers like the Yankees, but um, Paul Goldschmidt and then Nolan Arenado have been on a tear so far this year. And Miles Mikolas has been great as well, one of their starting pitchers. So I know the Cardinals are good every year, and we see – Seem to say this a lot. I mean, they got some old guys, Albert Pujols, Yachty, uh, yeah. Wainwright. You got the old vets over there, but you oh, also yeah. got the young faces. You got the Nolan Gormans. You got the their young guys coming up and also contributing to this team. They're contributing. Contributing. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. Well, my number 10 team, because Cardinals just missed my list, it's going to be the Blue Jays, man. The Blue Jays had a had a deep fall for my list from last time <clears throat> prior. Um, man, I, I like the Blue Jays a lot, but they just are not playing the way I thought they would, the dominant way that I thought. I mean, Vladdy is definitely not playing the way that I thought he was going to as well. 263. I mean, eight homers, 40 hits, 22 RBIs. He's not the Vladdy of last year. And I, we talked about this this year. Will this team do the same thing they did last year without those guys? And right now, I mean, they have one guy who's qualified over 300. Are not he's not even qualified. He's batting 300. He's only been, played in 11 games. That's their backup catcher. Everyone else has been halfway decent this year. I mean, they're all mid twos, but it's just not the same as they were last year. And I want to say this. I mean, I'm making them my 10 team, even though they probably shouldn't be in the top 10. Probably not. I think that their coach is a good candidate after I gave him my manager of the year prediction, I think he's a good candidate to get, to get fired at this point. Like dead honest truth. No one's hitting over there. They're pitching, but it's not as well as everyone thought. I mean, it's better than I thought because I did not have Gosman going over there and absolutely shoving weird. 
I I thought he was going to go back to his old division and suck, but Gosman's been really good over there. They've also had some pretty decent pitching. You see, Kikuchi has been good. I mean, Simber's been really good, old former Padre, uh, but Manoa's been freaking awesome. So good. Um, but yeah, that's so my tenth. That that's my tenth place team. I I don't think that they're. You got the Jays at ten. Jays at ten. Big fall for the Jays for me, but Jays no, at ten. Same for me. I had them two last power rankings. Now they're not even in my top ten. Yeah, I had them five last. They were power they they were five for nine. me. Oh, they were actually. They were at five. Yeah, they were five for me. Yeah, yeah, they were five for me last last time. Yeah, they fell hard. Fell hard. You also have him at 10. Jenny, you want to add in anything that I missed? No, I don't even have him on my top 10. And they, oh, yeah, I left him off. I thought um, he was in number two. Going, in, going into the weekend, I had the Rays at 10. Um, but after this week, I'm going to bump up the Giants to number 10. The Giants going to be my 10 team. Um, honestly, they put on, they were up 10 to 2 against the, the Mets. They lost the lead and then they won it. So, and then today they just absolutely stomped on the Mets. They just earned their way back in the top ten. I know the Padres swept them last weekend, but Giants ten. I don't care if I talk shit about them. I agree. Um, if we That's did funny. this, if we did this Monday, the Giants were off my list. But today, the Giants are on my list at number nine, and they're replacing wow. the Rays. Yes. Giants are sitting at nine. They bumped the Rays out of my top ten. Um, so yeah, I got no Rays, no Cardinals in my top ten. And number nine is also San Francisco Giants. 24-19, playing pretty well. Jock Peterson carrying them. Couldn't do it against the Padres, but it looks like they're doing it against the Mets. Jock was on an absolute tear. Like tear. absolute tear. Absolutely. Number nine, Shenny. Well, my number nine team, the St. Louis Cardinals. I think they're a solid team, and obviously they have a couple dudes, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, who have been carrying them. I like them at the nine spot. I don't think they're they're borderline for sure. I think you could flip-flop them with the Giants and the Rays, but I'm going to have them nine. I made my list on Sunday night, so – I haven't really paid too much attention this week, but I still think it's a solid list. I mean, the Rays played the Marlins, so they just kind of dumped them. That's fine. I don't. I don't like the Rays at all. I've never liked the Rays. I don't like their roster. I don't like their manager. I don't like the way they run shit. I don't either. I, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, and the Cardinals. I don't know. I think they're a little better. Wainwright. I like the way Wainwright. Yachty and our pools closing games for them is absolutely electric. So I'm going to put them nine. All right. We got number eight. You want to go back to back Trevor? Yeah, I'll go back to back. My number eight team is going to be the Minnesota twins. Ooh. Um, I think their pitching has been a lot better than what we expected. They're getting great games out of kind of unsung guys. Sonny Gray has been low key pretty good yesterday he had a great start um joe ryan has been outstanding all year um and then they got 
Gary Sanchez, who's been way better than he was last year. Um, and then they just have guys con- contributing. Byron Buxton has been stud. I know he's hurt right now, or he's had a couple off days. Um, is Carlos Correa back? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is he's been back. He's been pretty decent as well this year, batting a 275. Uh, I know only in 31 games because he had the broken finger, but it seems like all of their guys have played like mid-ish 30 games. But they had a big help in their um, number one overall prospect, Royce Lewis, Royce came Lewis. in for 11 games and absolutely dominated at a 308 and 39 at-bats. They got a lot of help over their offense and pitching-wise. You know, Luis Arias has been awesome, and he plays freaking every position. And Gary, yeah, Gary's Gary. I mean, <laughs> he's been better than he was last year. I would say he's been better just because he plays in a harder park to hit in. That's why I would True. say he's better. I uh, think he's basically the same guy. I mean, yeah, he's better this year than he was last year, but all the other years before he was better than what he is this year. So, I mean, I would just say Gary's Gary at this point, and it's harder to hit in Minnesota than uh, Yankee Stadium, and that's a fact. Fact. So I'll I'll take Gary's production there. Um, But, yeah, pitching-wise, they've been doing it. I mean, getting hands done. Yeah, I hate to shout him out, but Emilio Pagan slid right into their closer role. He's got an under two ERA. Chris Paddock. He gave a bomb the other day. Today, maybe Pagan. Typical. That's typical. I've seen that multiple times. (laughs) So he's sitting at a two three ERA right now. But like you said, Sonny Gray has been really good for them. Um, Joe Ryan, even season. though he just got thrown on the COVID list, has yeah, been sus. really good. And then uh, Dylan Paddock. Dylan... I just want to say Paddock wasn't terrible until he had the Tommy John. It feels bad for him. I really do. You continue yeah. with the Dylan Bundy. Yeah, Dylan Bundy. Hit, uh, I picked him up fancy today. He did, he got 15 points, so it's, it's not too bad. But he hasn't been like outstanding this year. But the Twins have like kind of names but like they're not like in their primes anymore you know what i'm saying like joe ryan obviously i think joe ryan is i think he's their ace i think this i I think this uh, this twins team like you said is built full of names joe Urshela, like names yeah and we'll see if they could continue throughout the year with this but hey they're sitting in first they're a couple games five games in first place in the probably the worst division is baseball. I should have had him first. I fucking should have reversed last year's picks to this year. You shoulda. You shoulda. You shoulda. You're early in your picture. <clears throat> but yeah, White Sox being freaking bad, injured, all sorts, only sitting right around 500. Yuck. Yeah. A big disappointment. Don't know if they're going to even sniff my top 10 for a while. <laughs> Um, did I say that the twins were also my number eight team, Trevor? That's funny because they're also my number eight. Team. Oh, what is going on here? We're pissed. Wow. We are pissed. We are all average. Average. Way to go. What is going on here? Number seven. Who wants to start? Uh, you because you got the least amount of words. Last oh, really? 
right. Well, my number eight is the Los Angeles Angels. Um, seven. Or number seven. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Los Angeles Angels. They're at a 27-18, two games behind Houston at a first. I mean, this team's been not really shoving Noah Syndergaard and Reed Detmers having a rough start. Detmers. Um, Myers, whatever the hell his name is. But Shohei Otani, I mean, legend. Guys raking. Yeah, and uh, that's weird because my seven team is also the Angels. As well as mine. But really? I just want to I just want to give a quick I can't confirm this, but I'm pretty sure every game that Otani and Trout Homer in, the Angels haven't lost. So I would expect that. <laughs> That's, at this point, that's pretty fucking hard to beat. If I'm gonna be I honest, mean, I really, 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 really want this Angels team to do good because one, they are very close to me. Two, they have two of the top five best players in the sport, hands down: Michael Trout and Shohei Otani. They are dominating the sport. Absolutely. They're electric. I probably have seen every Otani and Mike Trout bomb because those highlights are posted around the globe. Yep. Yep. But there is more than just those two on this team. Taylor Ward has been a name that came out of nowhere. Mans is batting 370 right now in 30 games with 40 hits, nine homers, six doubles. I mean, 23 walks, 26 strikeouts, so that bar is pretty even. And the OPS, Trevor, is 1,200 <laughs> in those Damn. 30 games that he's played this year. He he hit the wall, so he's been he's missed like the last five. But want to know what's awesome about Taylor Ward, Trevor? What? Is that he was not a name before this season – and everyone who's listening to this podcast probably wish they would have or either did pick him up in free agency well, because this is a guy whose name was not there to start the year. I got people on Twitter, clowns, they're, they're clowns, but they're trying to claim that Taylor Ward's better than Manny Machado. So let me just I mean, put that out there. No shot. No shot. Big casual but, fans. All they care about is OPS. I mean, so. this guy's played in only not even 600 at-bats in the major leagues. So there's not a shot where I would say this kid is better than Manny Machado. I agree. But, I mean, I'm not going to knock him. He's, those numbers are outstanding. And In uh, 100 at-bats, yes, those numbers are outstanding. Can he continue it? I don't know because his career numbers are – I mean, not half, but a quarter of that. His career, he's batting a 256, 24 bombs, and a 787 OPS. So, minus those 100 at bats of this year, he's not really a great player. So, there's no shot on this earth, even though I have him on my fantasy team, will I ever say he's better than Manny Machado? But they do have a lot of guys who are hitting right now. And I that's mean, the Angels need this. They need someone other than Otani and Trout to step up and produce something. No, what they need is pitching. And that's what they've kind of got this year. 
They I have mean, three. They have three pretty solid dudes. Yeah, Otani, Syndergaard, Michael Lorenzen has been pretty good for. And then Detmeyer's has a no hitter. So no hitter, baby. <laughs> I mean, they they yeah. they've got the tools. They do, and then Iglesias is obviously a stud closer. So you got to look at these teams like uh, full full in. Most of these good teams have outstanding closers, which weird. Good closers win you games. Weird. Absolutely. <laughs> weird. Um, well, this leads me to my number six team. And I'll start off because it's a team that's just right above them. God, dude, did you guys just copy and paste our our like our standings? Because I feel like 10 through 6, we had the same teams. It, it'll probably what change up a lot on? here in the next five. So let's just enjoy the ride while we have it. All right. All right. <laughs> all right because the Astros just sit slightly, a little cut hair above the Angels. Just because standings and whatnot. But if you look at their team, Astros, their best player, who I think is their best player, is not playing like their best player. Oh, really? Alex, Alex Bregman is not playing to the Alex Bregman that I know. Maybe because, no, there's no trash cans or whatnot. I mean, Altuve's still doing pretty good in 30 games. No, he's not. I mean, 288, 34 hits. Okay, you're right, you're right. But in April, though, he sucked. He was hitting like 160. This, I mean, this May month, he's been raking. No yeah, cap. I definitely I saw his last 30 games, and he's been raking. And he was my player for uh, fall-off guy of the year. <laughs> Start. You started off on the right track, though, Trevor. I started off smart. Very started off, smart. Started off smart. But, you know, you know what's helped this Astros team out so much uh, offensively and on the defensive side is Jeremy Pena. They're fill-in. For their once star shortstop, Carlos Correa is no longer a Houston Astro. Jeremy Pena is the starting shortstop, and his numbers happen to be better than Carlos's right now. Hey, he's been a surprise for sure. But in 293, 39 base hits, seven bombs in 38 games. I mean, I will take that. If you're going to try to fill Carlos Correa's shoes, his his cleats at yeah. shortstop, I'll take those long. numbers in the first 40 games of the year. I, and, and we can't mention the Astros without bringing up Justin Verlander. Thank you. I didn't want to be the guy, but uh, yeah, I really, you did want to be the guy. I did it. This guy came back from the grave. Came back from the grave, 39 years old, Tommy John. This is like the third time he's reinvented himself. We, I, he's a great I mean, digger right now. If you're at this point in the podcast, you're going to think we're copying and pasting last podcast to this podcast because we talked about Verlander then. I got to talk about him again. 51.2 innings is a 1.22 ERA. Shocking. Unreal. Unreal. Justin Verlander. In all starting pitchers that qualify, so they have enough innings. So that's like 40 to 50 innings at this point of the year. Furlander has the best whip, and it's by like 15 points. Verlander, 
also has the best ERA. It's by 40 points, 40 points. It's amazing. At this point of the year, 39 years old, Justin Verlander is continuing to dominate this league. Trevor, you said the third time he's reinvented himself. That's true. That's not cap. This guy was a different pitcher on Detroit, a different pitcher on the Astros after everyone said he was dead. Now, coming back from Tommy John, he's a different pitcher. And the Astros are in first place because of him. Scary. And they've also got great input from Framber Valdez. Christian Javier hasn't been too bad. Um, I have them six just because they're winning their division right now. I love this little rivalry between Astros Angels. I think it's good for that division. Um, I think I want that to carry out through the year because yeah, I think Astros I think, have dominated that division. Like yeah, hands down. For sure. Like the Rangers and the A's, no shot they're gonna compete this year. It's really a two a two team race. The Mariners low key sucking. Yeah, they it's a disappointment because I like the Mariners. I like their team. It's full of former Padres. How can you not like (laughs) it as a Padres fan? Because we have so many of our former guys in that lineup every day. But the 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 Padres farm has low-key produced three major league teams at the moment. The Brewers, the Mariners, and then the Padres. They all have at least five or more former Padres on their teams. And there's probably a former Padre on every single team in the majors. Absolutely tearing shit up right now, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) You'll look at Strom's numbers, who wasn't on the Red Sox last year. Strom is dominating this year for the Red Sox. It's so weird. I always wondered why that happens. It always feels like we're cursed sometimes. Like, guys leave, and then they just, boom. Where was this the last fucking three, four years when you were on our team? But then we also see guys who were good and we let them walk and they still were good. I.e. Craig Kimbrell, Brad Hand, those guys. Fred Mill. Those guys were good. Fred Mill, I mean, he's really not doing good this year, but no, those guys guys continue to do good. Yeah, the Indians, though, or the Guardians. Whatever, fuck it. I don't need to talk about them. Yeah, we're talking, talking about, about the Rangers. Padres. They're my definitely number, I mean. my number six is the Padres. Talked about Ooh. a lot earlier. Um, Machado carrying a starting pitching doing well with the piggyback and all. Just need to get the bats rolling. Number six for me. I, you know, sometimes I shit on Roman Stakes, but I like him. He's down to earth. <laughs> no, pers- no fan perspective behind it. Not at all. I mean, Padres, you could put them anywhere between anywhere 10 to 1. They fit because yep. this team is a good team, but the bats are not around. So I like them at six. I have them a bit higher because the pitching is so damn good. Yep. But you could fit them right there at six. I, I, I'm not going to shit on your take. Well, thank even you. though I'm a Padre. <laughs> Number five, huh? Number five. Number five, since so Shinny complained that we're stealing his teams. Yeah. Five, Trevor. Three. I'll just steal your guys' now. Um, Number five, I got to go with the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh. 
Not my five team. Um, Pissed. Leading the Central right now. They just took two out of three against the pods. Yep. Uh, Corbin Burns really hasn't missed a beat. Brandon Woodruff has low-key fallen off a little bit. Freddie Peralta on the IL. Their big three-headed monster, not there anymore. But then they got guys like Eric Lauer, who has been stepping it up. Um, What's the stupid fool's Mike Brusau? Oh, yeah, I saw that. The Brusau, I was there for last night. Guys stepped it up. Never heard of him. Uh, I've heard of him because he went deep in Petco Park on the Rays versus the Yankees. They're in the playoffs off Chapman. I remember that guy. <laughs> Same part of the ballpark he hit it just 2020 was in postseason bombs in San Diego during the COVID year when no team could play at home. Yeah, but, I mean, this Brewers team, they're pretty solid. They're all around just solid. They got – Luis Urias has low-key been pretty good for him. Uh, they obviously got names like Christian Yelich. Hunter Renfro. Oh, let me not forget about Rowdy Tellez, who has been pretty fucking good for being a below-average first baseman. Um, who's their shortstop? Willie Adamas? I think he, Willie's been hurt because I didn't see him this. Yeah, I didn't see him either. And then stupid guys like Tyrone Taylor have have like good games. All of a sudden, weird yeah, random. I was just about to say that Tyrone Taylor carved us up, hit bomb on us. Yeah. Off, was the stamina? Yes, it was Stamon. Of course, it was. And then I won't, I'm not going to forget Hunter Renfro. He's he's a Luke Voigt type player, home run or strikeout. Um, but yet this Brewers seems pretty solid. I'm going to put them five. I like their pitching. Josh Hader has been outstanding this year. I know he's out right now, but not a big deal. He'll be not back. That's also my five team. Shane said everything about him. I like Victor Curtin chirping at Profar today. He misses us very badly. I hate that. He misses us very badly. You know, he just had to get his words in. All right. Well, that's both of you guys' (laughs) number five team. My number five team has fallen off a little bit in the last week. It's the New York Mets. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Um, Yeah, I think the Mets in this situation – they don't have DeGrom, the best pitcher in the league. Max Scherzer just got hurt. He's going to spend five weeks months. on the I.L. Months. Yeah, a month and a half, they said, four to six weeks because of an oblique. And they just got their asses whooped, manhandled by the Giants. The Giants are going up in my top ten. Then the Mets are falling because the Mets had like a 10, 8 nothing lead, ended up losing 12, 13 to 12 or something like that. Then they get absolutely obliterated tonight by the Giants. So I'm going to move the Mets down. They were, prior to this weekend, my number two team. They have been really good, and I was going to say that they were good without pitching, and they didn't need those top guys. But after this series, I mean, baseball ups and down changes a whole lot. And with Max Scherzer spending so much time on the IL in the future, that's going to put so much onto their pitching. Carlos Carrasco is going to have to be outstanding. Then you're going to need Taiwan Walker to be good. 
Trevor, uh, is it Miguel or something like no, that? No, 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 no. He's Tyler hurt. McGill. He's hurt. Tyler McGill. He's on the aisle. Uh, he's on the aisle as well. So. No, yeah, their their best three pitchers are on the aisle right now. And you're they're bringing up some nobody. James McKinnon. James McKinn, the catcher's on the aisle too. And he's been bad as well, even though yeah. he's on the aisle right now. Yeah. So I just think the Mets are at a spot in this year in this season where it's going to tick down a little bit. I I truly think that. And, you know, with the Braves having everyone healthy again, I think they could trend up a little bit. I know the Mets have a nice lead, but they had a nice lead. It was like nine games. It's like six now or something like that because they got beat up. But they're going to be my number five team now. I just think that they're going to need too much in this stretch to continue to be good. It's hard to be good without your three best pitchers. Padres yeah. saw that a lot last year. We had so many IL stints for pitchers. You Darvish and then Blake Snell and Clev wasn't even pitching last year. And, you know. No Gore either. No Gore didn't even see the majors last year. So the Padres saw, I just see the Padres and the Mets so much. They're such a similar team to me. The histories and everything. I just think that I see this team. I I don't have to watch the Mets every day to be like, I get you. I understand. And, and Star Marte Loki been a disappointing sign offensive wise. Defensive wise, I'm sure he's fine, but he's not producing as he should, as he was on even the Diamondbacks, you know, when he's the best player on the fucking team. Pete Alonzo, though, last like on on Monday, I had the Mets at two. Today, I got the Mets at four. So okay, they have them a little that. bit. I have them a little bit higher than you, but I think that's just because of what they have done in the past. Yes, getting destroyed by the Giants is obviously not good. Um, but they have some bright spots. Francisco Lindor. Way better than last year already. And he's not the same Francis Lindor. If you're going to talk about bright spots, it's Squirrel, Jeff McNeil for them. Because he's playing left field almost every day. He's a second baseman. He's playing the outfield, covering holes for this team. And is absolutely outstanding. I see Cronenworth in this type guy. Like, for us Padre fans, I know this is a Padre podcast, heavily Padres, but... It's the same player. This is why I think Cronenworth can move the outfield because of Jeff is so successful out there. But he's bad at 321, so they need to see him on the field no matter where it is, you know. So, yeah. they, I mean, Marte, I, I can't hate on him. He's bad at 270. I mean, you never were going to get a fucking all-star every year. I mean, Sarley Marte is on the downfall of his age and his career, like – I mean, you just see trends. At some point, he's not going to be the same guy as he once was. Yeah. But I'm not going to shit on him. Another bright spot I will mention, Brandon Nimmo has been absolutely crushing the ball for the Mets. You're going to say Nimmo. I'm going to say Canna because they got the same average. But Mark Canna has been the same. He's been in the games he's played, absolutely a stud. It's a great signing for them. No, this wasn't. is someone who I wanted so bad because he's low-key a very, very good player. He's solid. He is solid. 
Yes, he just wakes up and plays baseball. Yep. Love that. And I, I, I mean, love those players. You put DeGrom, Scherzer, and Tyler McGill back in this lineup, this team completely different. That's the only thing good. hurting them at the moment is their pitching. They brought up some AAA guys who absolutely shit the bed in their like debuts. Um, but that's that's all they have at the moment. You can't rely on like at the moment the the Mets are relying on Cookie Carrasco and Taiwan Walker, like you were saying, to be their aces one and two. They are not oh, one and, Bassett. and two. Chris Bassett has been pretty decent over there. I you're right. You're right. He has he has been ace. good. But I mean, you add the two best fucking pitchers in the league to that rotation, and they're elite. Yeah, they it, as soon as they get those guys back, they have a pitching problem. They have too much. Yeah, and I I want them to win a division because I think you see Scherzer or DeGrom in a wild card game. Good fucking luck. Good luck for you, buddy. Yeah, I do not want to see them at any point. In a wild card game. In a winner take all. Well, I know the, the playoffs are expanded this year, so it's no longer the one and done format. Um, really? Yeah, pretty sure. It, it, I mean, we spent There's all no offseason. There's a wild card game? There's a wild card game, but it's like 2020. Oh, it's a three-game three series. Yeah, I knew that. We, I knew we, that. Exp- we expanded playoffs, remember? we yeah, This yeah, whole offseason was about rules and regulations and – Chill, chill. I knew that. I knew oh, that. Okay, 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 okay. Um, Edwin Diaz has been pretty good for them too this year. That's Love also below my saves, number though. four team, New York Mets. I agree with both your takes. They're at where they're at because of what they've done. But they're we also forgot one name that I will mention. Spiral because he had a, like a walk off grand slam the other day. Pete Lonzo. You mentioned him. You talked. I about did him a little bit. Oh my, my bad, my bad. He just, men- he just mentioned the name, but. He's been pretty. He's he's pretty good. I I'm a not, fan of Pete. He's not an all rookie of the year good. He's not the same as he ever once was. No, but 275, 11 bombs, seven doubles, forty nine. Oh hits. wow! I could I could use that in San Diego. I could use that. <laughs> I could use that. Um. All right. Well, we kind of just swapped our five and four because my four is the Brewers. Um. Before. Like we said, this series, I had the Brewers five, just like you guys. But Brewers came in and kind of just beat up on the Padres. It felt like a sweep because – I don't, I don't want to say beat up. I mean, you hold us to one run in back-to-back games, I'm going to say that's beat up. Your pitching stomped us out. They two scored. runs in two games, five runs in a series. I'm upset, Trevor. I am allowed to be upset. The Brewers pitching – Obviously, is very good. Their bullpen is good, and Darren Williams is good. I mean, they they got a good one-two punch in the back of their bullpen, and Darren can come in and close games when they need them. I mean, they only scored eight runs. Their pitching took care of the rest. I agree, but I wouldn't consider that beat up. Eight runs in three games, I'll take that. On I mean, the it's road. more than I mean, it's more than five. Yeah, and they. To come more dubs, but this seems good. You know, like we were saying, once they get all their pitching back, I know they just put Freddie on the IL, and he hasn't been he hasn't been the same as he was last year, which is a low key a surprise. But you can kind of tell, like guys have career years. You know, it's hard to expect them to replicate that. 
over and over and over it's again. so hard to be like you had a career year last year we expect you to be better <laughs> yeah gotta like, be it, better it, it's hard the baseball's fucking hard in this league especially when the baseball changes every year rules change stadiums change the orioles all of a sudden have a 20 feet gap in their outfield did you see that did you guys notice that at all so far this year no i haven't orioles orioles push their wall <laughs> orioles orioles <laughs> Orioles push the wall back in left field 20 feet. And they said, you know what? If we can't hit homers, our competition ain't going to either. (laughs) I mean, Aaron Judge came out and said it's like a video game, create a stadium now. It's huge out there. Uh, You can't be that pissed, though. I mean, well. If I'm going to be honest, I haven't watched one Orioles game all year. Yeah, me either. But I know know, know the wall moved back. And I did hear Aaron Judge say that, but he has no room to fucking speak when he plays on a fucking Little League field. I guarantee exactly. he could throw a ball from home plate <laughs> over the fence. At any, po- at any part of Yankee Stadium. Any he could wall. throw it. Dead yes. center. He could Dead toss center, it. You could toss it he could throw the ball, not even hit, throw it. I agree. Yep. Um, all right, tree. we're moving on to our number three. Number three team, Trevor. Number three. Because I agree with you. I agree with you. Before you even say it out of your mouth, Trevor. Well, let me go first then, since you guys both have the same one. All right. Houston Astros. You guys already had them in your list. Astros at three? I thought you just let them off the list at this point, Roman. No, no shot, no shot, no shot. This is why I disrespect you you with this. this Why? This team is doing great. This team is not the number three team in the league. They are not a top three team. (sighs) Why not? Give me some explanations. They play in the worst division in baseball. Yeah, and they're doing well in the division. Eh. Justin Verlander shoving. Jose Altuve how big do you think the, how big is the gap between the Angels and the Astros in your mind? Seven and three? <sighs> yes. I'm afraid there's gonna be a huge fall off the next time we have a power rankings. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly, I am at Roman. I am <laughs> dumbfounded right now. This is I didn't critique you on your Padres take. I'm critiquing you now. Keep the critiques to yourself, right? Ashley's I mean, yeah, they team. have a lot of wins, but that it's only two games. You have five spots in between two games. Yeah, and there's a lot of lot of teams falling between them. What do you want me to say? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear why. I think we can agree on our number one team. That's that's. Yeah, I love that. I think all of us agree on the number one team. So when we get there, I think we. I think we agree. We agree on the number one. (laughs) All right. So you want my number three? Number three. Yeah. Go ahead, Trevor, because I agree with you. All right, number three. San Diego Padres, and you know why they call it sand. It's How are you gonna not be mad at my take? And land. they're at six, but you put them at three. That's three spots. That's not five for two games. <laughs> oh I watch. <laughs> I watch this team every day. This is the third best team in baseball, right, without right. Manny Machado or without. This team is nowhere without Manny Machado. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I meant Tatis, Tati. I got the Padres three. I just love their pitching staff. I know we talked about them a little earlier. 
Um, their pitching has kept them in games. Right now, they're 12 games over 500. At this point in the season, I was thinking they should be at least 10 games over 500 to be like in the hunt, successful, ready to win team. They're at 12 games. They got a three game series with the Pirates this weekend. If we can sweep them, got to sweep. If we can sweep them, I think that's going to be huge for this team and huge for momentum. Baseball is a big momentum and confidence building type of game. We just need more guys to be more confident. But the top two teams, in my opinion, are definitely better than the Padres at the moment. Yes, you can argue the Mets and the fucking Brewers are better than the Padres, blah, blah, blah. I don't watch the Mets. I don't watch the Brewers every single day. I watch this team every single day. Yeah, maybe it's biased. Don't really care because this team, in the end, I think they're going to prove to everyone that they're the third best team in baseball at the moment. They can even, they can improve still, which is the scariest part is they can be better. <laughs> and the first I, I agree with you, Trevor. Um, this is power rankings. This is not the rankings of who's good and who's bad. This is power rankings. And within the next week, I think the Padres in the next 10 days, two weeks, Padres are going to see a lot of different names. They're going to see a lot of help, a lot of bullpen. And within the next month, they're going to be adding an MVP back to this lineup. So in the two, in the true terms of power rankings, Padres sit number three to me because yeah, they're winning games because of pitching and defense. Those are the two hardest things to get in this sport is good pitching and great defense. They're playing with both of those. The very next thing is getting the bats around. And, yeah, it's going to take a second. We had a lot of guys who started the year off hurt. Voight and Myers both came out of spring with injuries. That led to a slow start, IL stint. Now they're basically starting the season over. Will's been having a kick-ass start over. Voight has been halfway decent. But I think within the terms of power, this team is going to be – more powerful soon. We have the Pittsburgh Pirates. Then we go play in the Cardinals and the Brewers away. The Padres average five and a half runs away games. The next week of games, I'm going to tell you right now, the Padres are going to have a significant boost in power because Voight and Myers are both going to kick it on this series. We're playing in the Cardinals at Cardinals who Voight was sat in the minors forever. They benched him. They put him on the bench in the majors, didn't give him his true start. He was thankful for the Yankees for taking a chance on him. You know how much he wants to bring it to that team to show them? He drafted me, but you gave up. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm going to call it right now. Luke Voigt is going to have a breakout series against the St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis. Yes. I hope so. This is what I'm saying. So. The Padres are about it. to get a little bit more powerful. I'm just bringing in my nerd brain, just feeding you guys my information. All Good. Right? Keep it up. Pittsburgh pitching is horrid. Is very bad. And we just saw Colorado go in, do their thing versus them. Padres are a very much better team than Colorado. We're not playing in Pittsburgh where it's easy to hit. Playing in San Diego, we're going to have to do one more tight series where pitching is just awesome. Because if you watch this series this weekend versus Pittsburgh, you're going to hear names you've never heard of before. 
players you've never seen before. But it's going to still be a competition because Padres just can't score runs right now. But in the next week, 10 games, I think we see a significant boost in the numbers because we see such a bad team in Pittsburgh. And then we go on to hitters fields in uh, St. Louis and Milwaukee. Brewers Park is just known to be a freaking dinger dome. Good, good. And this weekend we got Manaya, Musgrove, Mackenzie Gore. Versus the best wins. the best minor league team in the majors. That's three wins. Calling it now. Sweep. And this the team Padres loves... sent even better with it like that. So that's why I'm giving you guys this as a future power. I'm giving you my my power predictions, you know. Yeah, I'm giving you I'm putting the Padres three so then I don't have to move them next time. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. I mean, all hey, right, the Padres, right. the that. Padres were on my four last time. The only reason they moved up is because how bad the Mets were this series versus a team the Padres beat up. Smashed. Love it. So that's the only reason that, that happened that way. All right, number two and one. Trevor, you said that we were all going to be the same here. Yep, we are. And I agree 100%. And if you're listening, this far in, there's only two teams left, really, that we can talk about. I don't know if I agree 100%. No, you don't should. Lie, you should. You, you should agree 100%. You definitely I should. don't know if I agree 100%. There's not. There's literally not two teams better than these two teams at the moment. No, I, I understand that. We he all have the same the two. We all have the same two teams here. You don't agree with the placement, though. But what placement are these two teams? Because mm. I there's just, only, just, I there's just a, went on a five-minute rant about true power. There's a unanimous yeah. number one team. A unanimous? Uh, unanimous. And unanimous let's just number say one my team. number one did not change. Oh, your number one didn't change. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, my number one was not like your guys' number one. You're right. All right. Yeah. My, my number one did change. your number one so much, Roman. Let's hear, let's let's hear, hear your number, number two. two. Uh, Los <laughs> Doyers. Los Doyers. Number two best team on the map. I mean, this team is playing well. Mookie but- Betts is on a heater. Mookie Butts. Butts. <laughs> Butts is on a heater. I mean, what else can you expect from this team? Ready for um, it's a little slow out the gate, but that's all right. I wish Trevor Bauer was back. Whoa, dude. What? Chill on that. <laughs> Piss. Why? Uh, Roman, you're going God Dodgers damn, for your number two. Yes, sir. Wait, wait. Mookie has seven home runs the last 12 games, correct? Correct. He leads his team with 12 bombs. Correct. The next closest is Cody Bellinger with five. Correct. Holy fuck. Stud. I mean, and Edwin Rios has five bombs too. What Edwin the? Rios has been on a tear. If you haven't been watching, if you're I not, haven't haven't yeah. watched one game, <laughs> I mean, I I low key thought you were a Dodger fan, so that's surprising. But yeah, a little weird. You're weird. <laughs> it's a little weird because I'm going to sound like the Dodger fan. I, the Dodgers are not my number two. They're not. Oh God, that's that's ridiculous. Oh, they are. That this is, is really why ridiculous. I am saying I do not agree. Yes, they're your number one. I knew now it. I know. I knew now I know you're 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 messed up. <laughs> yeah, I just went on a whole five to ten minute rant about the Padres two 
true power rankings. I'm getting ahead of my words at this point. There's nothing more powerful than Aaron Judge's bat right now. Yeah, I I don't. Well, I I don't think they could beat them. There's nothing more opposite of powerful than the injured list right now. And the Yankees got over 10 players on their major league team on the aisle right now, including twin tower number two, Giancarlo Sand, who's been absolutely phenomenal. So I, as a true power ranking enthusiast, (laughs) I'm going Yankees at number two because I think the Dodgers overall roster is better. And I think they're going to continue to be better. I just think the Dodgers, I mean, on paper, they're probably not the best team in the league, pitching-wise and health-wise. They don't have Kershaw right now. Their best pitcher has been Tyler Anderson over the last 10 games. But I just think the Dodgers' true power rankings are better. Walker Bueller, Kershaw's back here soon. You got a lineup that just absolutely tears. And you just got a Yankees team that is hurt, man. Can't I mean, yeah, Aaron Judge Yankees might team be that the is MVP. Hurt. First of 30 wins. Yep. They have 31 wins, and they have all those guys on the IL. They might not be the most Just powerful recently, right though. now. This but... is all recent. This is the last two days that they all these guys have just went on the injured list. You're right. So I'm talking I'm gonna true say power it, rankings. I'm going to say it, though. If the Dodgers and the Yankees were to play in a seven-game series at the moment, Yankees wins. I have the Yankees. I really – I I mean, maybe yeah, – you got him. You got him. You got him. You got him. You know. I don't. I, I think have the, the Dodgers Yankees. are just luck of the draw, man. Eight and two so. over the last ten. Yankees six and four over the last ten. I know they're thirty-one and 13. the Dodgers are also in the cake of their schedule at the moment. They played the, and that's the Nationals exactly and why the... I'm just saying they're so powerful at the moment and going to continue to be i'm trying to predict the future right now and it just seems like it's a dodgers sunrise because if you think about it they're they got arizona pittsburgh mets who we talked about has no pitching white Sox who are 500 and then san fran and then you have two games versus the angels cleveland cincy braves colorado June is a cake month for the damn Dodgers. I hate to say it. Who made the fucking schedules? Uh, the schedules are heavy to be Dodgers Padres at the end of the year. Heavy second half. Dodgers Padres don't have hard schedules. It feels either, like though. every other week. But I'm just saying the Yankees are hurt. It's so just I, tough. It's they've been they lost series I mean, versus the Orioles. I felt like just this week. No, they didn't. But took two one. Um, yeah, but oh, I mean, I kind of get what you're saying just because the AL East is a little bit weaker than the NL West. I would, I would, I would say, I would imagine the Dodgers competition in division is a little bit tougher than what the Yankees have to face VO. That's why the Yankees have two more wins than the Dodgers. I kind of see where you're coming from, but I still believe that the Dodgers are the number two team in the MLB at the moment. And the Yankees are number one just because. They are still finding ways to win. I know they played the fucking Orioles, but they Orioles uh, twice at two series who, in the last was it? two weeks. I forgot his name. Fuck. Someone just took Garrett Cole deep to like win the game. Three run Tavino shot or something like that. No, no, that's he's on the Yankees. Oh, that was the Yankees guy who had the walk. Yeah, he was on the Orioles though. Nope. 
uh, a couple years ago. And I don't think the Yankees' schedules keep coming up. They have Tampa Bay to start this weekend. Then they have the who they Angels. Can't, who they can't ever beat. <laughs> can't ever beat Tampa. Then they have the Angels. Yeah, but then they play the Tigers, good. Twins. Twins the are – we just, they're in our top ten. They're the best in their division. They have the Cubs who are decent. Not that good. And raise again. Raise again. Toronto. Raise again. Houston. And they finish it up with Oakland. And then they see Houston. Hey, the best I, part about this power rankings is, is it's that very it early. Yeah. yeah, it's very early still. Doesn't a lot of really these teams matter. could. We saw it last year. A lot of these teams could fall off. When the dog days of summer comes, you'll see who, what teams are going to shine. I hate that we, I'm not going to say that as much this year. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you that we, I overused the fuck out of that last year. I'm not going to say that that much this year. The dog day no. of summer. <laughs> Trevor, I just told you. I don't think we should say that again this year. I think that was a little bit of a curse. Might have been. A little the bit. dog days turned well, to true dog days for let's me. Let's curse right? another team then, huh? Let's curse another dog team. Dog days of the Yankees coming up. The oh, the wrong team. Of the yeah, Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I wanted you guys to join my bandwagon because uh, you just took them. <laughs> Let me check Luis Urias's fucking stats really quick. Urias did not have a great. Season. He was my Cy Young pick at the beginning of the year. So, <laughs> uh, three and four with the two four, 34 strikeouts. Oh my god, bro! Guys, the doo doo. Guys, the doo doo. Two four nine ERA is not bad. Mine is not. No, where's your where's your Cy Young at? <laughs> Jose Barrios is sitting three two with the no, four seven five. Your NL Cy Young. Who did oh, you have? NL. Oh, who did I have for NL? I think I had Joe Musgrove. Not gonna lie. All right, great pick, Roman. Great pick. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> great pick, Roman. Oh, I had Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler for the Phillies. Weird. Weird. <laughs> where where is he? I, I I don't know. I don't know either. Uh three three eight in the NL. Not well, not too bad. Not too bad, but not, not the worst. Oh, NL Cy Young. Not NL Cy Young. No, nowhere near. If Roman, if you actually had Musgrove, then you're sitting pretty, pretty sure. hot and fucking steady right there. Yeah, and Maybe we should go back and watch that video or something. Yeah, maybe we should. I have my notes on my phone right here, so I can give you all my picks. Roman has it. I think Roman has Mike Trout for AL MVP, too. Yeah, he did. He had AL MVP and comeback players. Uh, I'm looking uh, real smart right now. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing we're only two months in. Hey, when it gets to the dog days of summer, we'll <laughs> yeah, 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 you yeah, son yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> um, my NL MVP was Trey Turner, not having uh, a good guess. Year. Who mine was Juan Soto, who has been trade talks the Lord. Trade talks the Lord. I hate it. Who, who actually leads the league in walks? So I love that. He that's an that's an MVP if I've ever heard of one. Leads the league in walks. Not man, not man. My AL MVP was Rafael Devers. Um, this is oh, not uh, true oh, at man. all, but I'm gonna say mine was Aaron Judge. I don't <laughs> believe it. No, no, mine was mine was Vladdy Jr. It. Oh, it was Vladdy, huh? Yes. Damn, I thought I wrote these notes on paper, but I can't find them. Devers is actually having a great year, if you guys haven't noticed. 
But I hate the Red Sox. I hate them. I hate the Red Sox too because I thought they were going to be better, but their pitching has been god. They're on a five. Fucking awful. I don't know. Like, did they win today? Uh, I, I think, think they, they did. did. So, so six game did. win streak, and Red Sox fans are treating it like they're on the. They're the best. No, they team lost in today. They lost today. Seven and three the last ten though, so not saying terrible. They're only three games behind Toronto, so yeah. that's definitely not where I thought they were. If you just asked me before I looked, no. Three games behind Toronto, and I have to rethink my whole list right now. <laughs> yeah, t- Toronto is a Toronto and the White Sox are the one of the biggest disappointments of the power rankings. Power rankings esque guarantee. If we did a power rankings before the season, we have both of them top five. I probably do. For yeah, sure. Probably. Now, not even in the top 10. And I still think they're better than some of these teams in the top 10, but they just haven't produced. So they can't they can't be in there. Yeah, and the Giants absolutely went ham today on the Mets. But like, let's let's bad. let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up, Roman. I will agree with you that. The New York Yankees are the number best one best power ranking Major League Baseball. Right I thought we were done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I got that out of the way. Absolutely. All right. Well, you guys got the Yankees. I am going to continue with the Dodgers until someone proves me they're just absolutely better than them. <laughs> they are. I already have, but Aaron, not to me. All you need to see is Aaron Judge. All you see first to 30 wins. That don't mean dick to me, Roman. First of 30 wins gives you a participation trophy, maybe. How? Best team right now. Our power is the best. I've seen so many teams fall off from that same situation. So I'm not giving it to them. Too many guys on the I.L. for me right now. Like, actually. What about Dodgers pitching all on I.L.? Is Walker Buehler back? Yep, he's back. Kershaw. Yeah, uh, Kershaw back. will be back here soon. And he's going to fall off. Don't worry. He's going to fall off for sure. Oh, you just think everyone's going to fall off. <laughs> Nestor Cortez ain't falling off, though. Hell no. Guy has a different lineup every pitch. He's Garrett Cole has definitely fallen off. Well, Absolutely. Renew that. No spider attack. The guy's doo-doo. All right. Nothing wrong. With being average, I'm just gonna add in the Yankees have. Hey, I thought we were done with this. Ten, <laughs> buddy. Dan Chapman, Lasagna, Green, Gill, Britton, Domingo, Castro. It's a lot of guys. And they just Not got guys though. And they just name called Tim Anderson. Yeah, then they were just racist. Fuck the me? Yankees. Fuck them. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that was too racist. I think Josh Donaldson was definitely trying to be a bully. I don't like bullies. I heard Donaldson's uh, explanation, which, I mean, just a bully. I could see his. He's a bully. I could see his side of the the story, but at the same time, Tim Anderson. I kind of. I heard someone on the White Sox be like, "You, you would. That's something you would say to like your buddy or your friend when." You see this guy maybe three times a year. Maybe that's something you shouldn't say to him. And something that was like 
three five years, years ago. ago. Yeah, so long ago. Yeah, man said, "Oh, I, I feel like I'm Jackie Robinson when he had that famous bat flip that started the bat flip controversy." Yeah, because he definitely changed the sport, and to an extent, you can agree with him. Yeah, you're not Jackie Robinson. You're not the first black player to play in the Major League Baseball, but he definitely changed the sport for the better. You know, pimp jobs are a huge part of the sport and branding of players. Like you want to see someone pimp a bomb. No way you just pimped that pen. I pimped the pen. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you want to see in this league. You want to see the bombs be pimped, and he started that. And so to an extent, I agree. For Josh Johnson to bring up something that's three years old, when it's brought into daylight, a little racist. I mean, his explanation covered him. I just think he's a bully. And no one, his former teammates don't like him. A lot of people don't like him. Eric so, Cole doesn't even like him. To me, he's a bully. I don't like bullies. I hate him. All right, guys, nothing wrong. I'm a bully to you, probably. <laughs> nothing wrong with being average. Uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Yes, I think sir. I'm going to do a giveaway here in a couple of days. I didn't even tell you guys about it, but I'm smelling a giveaway. Your bobblehead? No, <laughs> no. What the fuck, Roman? <laughs> oh fuck, Kyle. Um, I'm thinking about giving away two Padre tickets. I'll just say, come out and say it. I think I'm going to give away two Padre tickets. So, can uh, one of us be a winner? No, Roman, you cannot be a winner <laughs> of the Padre tickets. Your girl can. What's the point? Then? Perfect, perfect, What's perfect, perfect. perfect. <laughs> We're going to put a couple extra votes for her. All right. Well, if you heard it here now, I guess I'm going to give away two Padre tickets. And honestly, it's going to be June 7th versus the Mets. So you heard it here first. I have two tickets to the Mets game. Yes. <laughs> so June 7th Mets, I'm going to give away two tickets. And if you were watching, it's probably going to be underneath in the details to figure out how to win those two tickets so there's nothing wrong with being average like comment subscribe follow us across the board social medias all right we're out trevor you didn't say anything for five minutes shout out mr biscuit go padres who